0: bald head and your love of kingdom hearts onto my show. You insult my intelligence, rightfully so. You threaten our listeners with podcast art and fan theories. Oh, I've chosen my words carefully, Brendan. Perhaps you should have done the same. Madness. This is Gotta Recap... And then just imagine that I kick Brendan into a big well. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap, it is episode 25, which feels like a good, like, kind of milestone episode number, but, like, there's not a hundred episodes of this show, so it's kind of not really a milestone. It's not even, like, a signifying point of, like, we've made it halfway there. Yeah, I
1: think we're still a few episodes away from halfway. We are,
0: but 25 feels like a good number in the history of numbers
1: yeah no it is it's a good round number well not it's, it's not really it's, a round also number not a but it's round a good number, it's a good round judges. number in the sense that you're like yeah 25 i like that uh
0: 25 episodes
1: that is pretty cool um
0: nick Montagani, i am here with brendan riley
1: brendan good evening hello we're doing this kind of late again not as late as last time i don't think actually maybe maybe as late as last time <laughs> Similar, similar I, I, time frame. I didn't fall asleep this time, though, so I'm not super groggy.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like I also have a little more energy than last time, which could be a good or a bad thing. I might say some stupid shit.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, did you have dinner yet? What did you have for dinner? I did. I had a, some vegan pizza.
0: Whoa. OK, so tell me about it. I, What's the crust? I don't know. Oh, well no, the crust I guess isn't made of meat. I'm so used to having gluten free crust <laughs> around here that I'm like, I want to know what everyone's weird pizza crust. The crust with some out of. sort of breading. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, so vegan pizza, did it just like did it have any like fake meat on it or was no. it just
1: veggies? No, it was uh, just cheese and um or vegan cheese and uh, sauce. Vegan cheese was probably made of, like, cashews or something. I think that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, I don't love vegan cheese. It's got this weird, like, chewy kind of consistency to it that's not really my favorite. But uh, you can't really go too wrong with pizza. I put a little uh, sriracha on it. Okay. Yeah.
0: That sounds all right. Um, the restaurant, our favorite restaurant in the town we live in, um, within the last few months changed their menu where half, half of it is now entirely vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas before it was like, there was a few items and now they very heavily leaned into like, they want to appeal to like a vegan audience.
1: I mean, it Um, is, it is hard to find like for the past while uh, I've been looking for it um, for health reasons, but uh, (laughs) it's hard to find places that have like vegan stuff. Usually just end up being like, well then fuck it. Let's get tacos.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, especially around where we live. I know that that's not really a priority for a lot of restaurants. So, you know, maybe you and me will talk about that after we get off the show. I'll (laughs) give you some hot, hot tips on the, on the cool restaurants near me.
1: All right. I might be giving it up. It's too much work, but we'll talk about it. Uh,
0: I had a Big Mac salad for dinner. Ooh, did they have meat in it? It did have meat in it. So it's basically you grill some hamburgers mm-hmm. uh, and then put them over a salad that is like the other ingredients that would be in a Big Mac. So like mm-hmm. lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, uh, and like a thousand island dressing. Yep.
1: Well, there's no tomatoes on a Big Mac,
0: but. Fair enough. There isn't a Big <laughs> Mac salad. <laughs> Can I tell you something insane? What? I have... More or less given up fast food. I, I have not really consistently eaten fast food in like the last, oh, I don't know, 12 years or something. Just because I know it doesn't agree with my messed up body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But in that time, I have like grown to appreciate things that I didn't as like a child. Like now I'll eat like pickles and onions and stuff like that that I would not eat when I was younger. Oh, yeah. And because of that, I don't think I've ever had a Big
1: Mac. Oh, wow. Big Mac uh, was my favorite on McDonald's menu for a long time. I used to work there, so I eat it all the time. Yeah. Uh, and everyone told me when I was working there, like, you're going to get so sick of it. You're going to hate it. And I didn't. It was. amazing. I don't think <laughs> that
0: would be the case for me <laughs> either. Yeah. No, I totally feel the same yeah. way. Yeah,
1: I try not to eat it as much nowadays, but sometimes it's just more convenient to just run out yeah. at work.
0: I get it. Um, perhaps someday. I'll take the Big Mac plunge. I was more of like a double quarter pounder guy Mm. because like then you didn't really have to deal with like a lot of veggies on it. You could just be like, I want the cheese. I want the ketchup. And then let's get it
1: going. Give me a half a pound of meat, please.
0: (laughs) That's it. I want to die at a young age. Uh, And I almost did. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Luckily, I uh, survived the many DQPs that I used to eat. Uh, good thing I did, because then I wouldn't have been able to record these great Samurai Jack recap episodes with you yep. like we're going to do right now. Like
1: we're going to do. In case you guys forgot, thought this was a McDonald's podcast now. That's the next
0: podcast. Uh, until then, let's talk about Samurai Jack.
1: Let's do it. it.
0: Brendan, I don't know if you remember this Um, before we started this wonderful show. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I together. know exactly where we're going. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And we were admiring the box art on mm-hmm. your Blu-ray box set of Samurai Jack. Uh, you were showing me the different box art covers for the four or five Blu-rays, whatever it was that came in the package. Um, one of them was Jack with a bunch of Spartans. Yep. And you said, I don't remember Jack hanging out with a bunch of Spartans. Right.
1: Right. I didn't. <laughs> Not until I watched this episode. I did
0: remember this episode to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that we have finally reached this point for you to be kind of caught up with with the whole Samurai Jack story. This is integral, yeah. I think, to the the, the story. Now we're Samurai just waiting
1: Jack. to see Jack uh, with glow sticks and a Dr. Seuss hat.
0: Oh, that's coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is that is that is coming down the road. Uh, oh, man, I'm excited for that, too. I forgot that was one of the box art yeah, covers, but you know what? It makes a lot of season. sense thinking about that episode. OK, well, we're getting there <laughs> uh, before we do that. We have a very important episode to cover. Uh, Brendan, we are talking about episode 25 of Samurai Jack, which is titled Jack and the
1: Spartans. Yep. I guessed that. Or Jack and the 300 or Jack and the Three Hundred plus one.
0: Or Jack and the Three Hundred Spartans. Yeah. There were yeah, there were <laughs> options, but uh, they decided to simplify this time, which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't.
1: Yeah, you never know. It's a mixed um, bag.
0: No, yeah, they're they're all over the place. And uh every time it <laughs> every time they name an episode, you and me are gonna spend too much time talking about it. <laughs> so yeah, Jack and the Spartans, uh I I think we both we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I think we both did a little important research yep. before starting our podcast episode. Um, and this is significant. Oh yeah. I think.
1: This is, I, this is wild to me. Like I was, Same. I was amazed at what I found out about, uh, this episode and the timeline of things.
0: So the, the air date of episode 25, the Samurai Jack, uh, is October 4th, 2002. Um, Thinking back on that timeline, I was like, okay, 2002, that sounds about right for like, maybe that's when the movie 300 came out or like maybe that's when they started talking about it. Like maybe there had been a trailer by then. You know, it seems based on everything that you and me are about to talk about in this episode, it seems like, 300 the movie
1: yeah not the comic
0: no not the comic uh would have been a known quantity in worldwide pop culture Mm -hmm. as it turns out (laughs) as we both found independently the movie 300 uh came out in 2007
1: yeah a full five years after this episode originally aired Um, I knew see I knew that the movie came out after the episode because uh, I had lived at my old house when this episode aired and I lived at this new house when the movie came out. So I was like, well, I know there's a time difference there, but I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Uh, But a full five years is is pretty nuts considering what we got in this episode.
0: It's it doesn't it doesn't feel possible. No,
1: no, something had to have been I even checked the credits of this episode to see if like. Anyone who worked on the movie was involved.
0: <laughs> right. Like, oh, this gives me a really good idea for a movie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's it's nuts. I'm I, I, I can't I get over it.
0: It's really shocking. And then just to be sure, um, 300, the movie is based on 300, a Frank Miller graphic novel or comic series. Yep. Um, And I did look that up. And that comic series came out in 1998. Mm hmm. So, like, if you're willing to say, okay, well, Jack and the Spartans is heavily inspired by the graphic novel of 300 from four years prior. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many things that this episode does that feel exactly like that movie. Yeah. And, like, the way they're shot and presented and, like, just the overall tone yeah, of everything. It, it's like
1: it can't be the comic that did it. Like, I'm sure no. I'm sure it took inspiration from the comic. It's not just right. entirely based on the uh, the battle of Thermopylae. Um, it's it's definitely taking from the comics. But yeah, like you're saying, it's there's two. There's feels too impossible. many coincidences in the way that this episode is like shot is the word I want to use for it uh, for. I don't know. It's it's nuts. Like, I, I don't I don't understand how it could possibly have happened this way without uh, the movie aping from Samurai Jack. <laughs> like it's possible. Yeah. You know,
0: we've seen a lot of things in this show that we've been like, Oh, you know, maybe someone borrowed a little bit from what old <laughs> Gendy was trying to do this week. um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we we'll probably get into this more as the episode goes on, but like just right off the bat, yeah. Like absolutely mind-blowing to Google like, "Oh, when did 300 come out?" And yeah. they go, "It was 5 years later." <laughs> oh man. Uh let's get into the episode, shall we? We shall. A bell tolls. <laughs> um <laughs> some epic music starts playing. Uh and we see The sheer face of a mountainside, and someone is narrating and like telling a story to us as we're looking at this mountain with like this howling wind that's above this. Yeah, epic swelling score. Yep. And right off the bat, I think this narration is actually really interesting because whoever is narrating it starts the story with long ago. Which is exactly what Aku does yeah. every time we would start a new episode of the show.
1: Yeah, I actually think it might have been cooler if they didn't include Aku's opening for this one and they just went right to the narration.
0: That yeah, that would have been kind of fun. It almost I <laughs> like it did make me do like a triple take to be like, did I accidentally like restart this episode? <laughs> um, It was very weird. Um, But yeah, someone is narrating the scene. And uh, he and and this this person, he says uh, he came to us in our time of need. His name was Jack.
1: Yeah, the way he says Jack, though, it's like he almost says like Jick, like he's got this weird (laughs) accent where his name was Jick.
0: (laughs) I don't think Jack ever told anyone his name in this episode, so you might have thought it was Jick. (laughs)
1: You know what? He didn't tell anybody his name,
0: did he? (laughs) Jack doesn't say a lot to anybody in this episode. Nobody really says a lot of anything in this episode.
1: No, this is a very action heavy episode.
0: Um, Yeah, he says his name was Jick. (laughs) And then we see Jack is like scaling the side of this mountain. Um, He's climbing up this mountain. Uh, I think it's interesting because like. He's not wearing his sandals. His sandals are like tied off to his belt. And mm-hmm. We got some like close-up shots on like his feet stretching out to climb
1: the yeah, mountain. It's, it's kind of gross. gross. Yeah, <laughs> they look like like they his toes like get long and like grab onto the rock. <laughs> uh, immediately after that shot, too, there's a weird like animation choice where we're we're looking down at Jack uh, and he's like reaching up to climb the mountain, and one of his feet are sticking out of like the back of his his gi like it's turned around the wrong way and it's like that for like a good few seconds while we watch him climb and it's just kind of like dangling mm. there behind him that's odd yeah It was really and weird. uncomfortable yeah i don't know if maybe it was supposed to be the bottom of his foot um mm. but yeah not enough detail to tell so it just looked like his foot was on backwards
0: <laughs> it could have been um yeah, he's climbing up this this mountainside and it seems like some time passes like he's climbing for a while um and he reaches like a very thin ledge that he pulls himself up onto and then he starts like shimmying very slowly across this ledge like being very careful not to fall mm-hmm. off the mountain um more time passes and he Climbs up into this very narrow passageway, like this very thin little ravine through the side of the mountain. Yeah. And there's like this high pitched wind that's howling down this ravine uh, and he squeezes himself into the crack in the mountain and starts shimmying again through this passageway for seemingly like a very long time. There's like several camera fade in and out that makes it seem like he's passing through this mountain for like hours yeah
1: uh later on actually he does say it's about a half a day's journey through the pass
0: that makes sense um i'm not a claustrophobic person myself but this oh yeah particular like episode (laughs) like that
1: i don't know 12 hours of it though (laughs) that's rough
0: uh that's horrifying yeah, he keeps shimmying along this this narrow passage and he finally reaches an opening in the rock uh, and he climbs up a very short wall and when he climbs to the top of this wall, uh he looks out in the distance and instantly he sees this huge battle that's unfolding before him in like this very large sprawling valley that's got like a river running through it. And <laughs> what I think is funny about this scene is that uh, when this happens and Jack looks at this battle and it's kind of cool because like the battle reflects like in his eyes and like you see yeah. like, some people fighting, which I think is a cool shot. Yeah. Um, what I think is really funny is that th- the, the perspective of the episode shifts to widescreen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes to a letterbox a uh, letterbox and it stays that way for the rest of the, for episode. the remainder of yeah. the episode. Uh, I, it's really cool. <laughs> um, also about that shot, though, if you're paying close attention, you can see that the uh, quality of the animation also goes up at that point. Um, yeah, maybe due to the way that they zoom in on Jack's face, like they wanted to make it a higher quality image so that they could pull in without artifacting. Uh, but it, that seems to stick as well, where everything like is really sharp and like all the explosions we'll see throughout the episode have like really nice detail to them.
0: This was a moment where like it seemed impossible that this was not trying to rip off the movie 300 because yeah. it's like, oh, now it's all in white. And it's even it's like, like playing yeah, very cinematic
1: music in the background. And like,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, man, it's just so fucking crazy. Um Yeah, he looks out and there's this giant battle. Uh, These two armies are waging war against each other. Um, There's one much smaller army that's like shooting rockets into a much larger army that's charging towards them. We can't really see sort of what's going on just yet. But we kind of get this this zoomed out image of this this giant battle unfolding. Mm -hmm. But then it zooms in and we can see that there are these Spartan warriors that are firing rockets from the tips of their spears. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny. (laughs) It's kind of cool. (laughs) Uh, Firing rockets from their spears towards these charging automaton minotaurs Mm -hmm. that have, like, tank treads for legs.
1: Yeah. And the treads don't work the way treads would work. They've got, like, the inner barrels of the treads, like, rotating around inside of them. Yeah.
0: That's all right. That's not the first time they have failed with tread technology. <laughs> Although, you know, it's 3000 years in the future. They've got they've figured it out. Maybe these now, are better.
1: Yeah.
0: We know how treads work by then.
1: Everyone knows the more moving parts you have, the better.
0: Yeah, the faster you'll go and the more menacing of an enemy you'll become. Um, But yeah, these Spartan warriors facing off against these robot minotaurs, which like these Spartans are very much like straight up spartans like wearing like the the golden helmets with the red mohawk on the top of Mm -hmm. them and like the golden outfits and like the whole thing yeah very much very much like the movie 300
1: yeah did you know that this episode reminds me of that oh no i didn't but now that you mention it i can kind of see it
0: well, actually, if it was really like the movie 300, they'd all be wearing underwear and be yeah. oiled up tremendously. I was
1: going to say that they're all wearing shirts, so it's kind of dissimilar. <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah, it's uh, l- less sexy than 300, but still pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Spartans, they've got these these funny spears that shoot rockets, and then they produce like points from the end of their spears, like actual spears. Um, and the Minotaurs rush across the river towards the Spartans and a bunch of them just get like straight up and paled on these spears. Um, and yeah, they, they trade blows back and forth for a while. Like the Minotaurs get a few good shots in on the Spartans and the Spartans, you know, kind of carve them up for a while. Um, all this goes on while Jack is just like watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a fun, I don't know. It's fun. Like there's, are Shields are like saw blades. They start like spinning around like saw blades, which I think is fun. You know, you yeah. got to get a little futuristic with it.
1: Yeah, you have to. You have to have something. They can't just be regular Spartans. <laughs> like-
0: uh, there's one particular Spartan warrior who's just like fucking up a bunch of minotaurs, just cutting them up all in half and and having a very easy time with this, this battle. Um, it seems like the minotaurs kind of take notice of that and they encircle this Spartan warrior and Jack is watching it very intently like kind of thinking if he wants to intervene and then he does decide to jump in and help this this Spartan warrior fight off all these robots that have surrounded him Mm -hmm. Um, the Spartan looks very surprised to see Jack uh, but then they fight together side by side just taking turns yeah fucking up these robots killing them real good the did they destroy most of the ones around and then the rest of the these minotaur robots retreat um which i think is funny because like before we kind of know the whole story of this episode we see one of the minotaurs dragging the severed head of another minotaur robot like off the battlefield
1: like uh like uh, save is it saving private ryan that has the beach scene the normandy scene
0: the guy like carrying his arm around (laughs)
1: yeah
0: yeah Kind of a similar vibe <laughs> before, yeah. We really kind of know what it's all about. I was just like, what's the point? What what's the end goal <laughs> here? That guy's gone. Um, but yeah, they they've kind of they've won the day here, and the, the fight is over. And Jack actually says to this the Spartan warrior, he says to him, You have won. And the Spartan warrior says back to him, No, we have not. Ooh. Um, and then he says to Jack, come, we go to meet the king from here that that warrior leads jack through like the rest of the spartan army that's resting and recovering from this this great battle they're all like scarred and torn up like they all look like shit Mm -hmm. um yeah they're all like torn up and They look very sad, like they're literally where they're all like a bunch of them are wearing their Spartan helmets, but their eyes are slanted in a way where it makes it look like they're frowning
1: from their helmets. Rather than like the angry face that they had earlier, they have like spades on them now. So they they, they're their helmets animate to match their mood.
0: (laughs) It's a really funny way to convey that. I thought it was really, really funny. Uh, Yeah, they're all like all like worn out from battle and, and look. Just yeah, they look like shit um, and they're they're all sitting around as as this warrior leads Jack through the crowd. And one of the the warriors um, stands up. He's not wearing a helmet like you can see he's a man like you can see he's a regular man. Um, he's all bandaged bandaged up to um, I don't know. He's kind of a he's, <laughs> a he's kind of a weird looking dude. Yeah,
1: he's got he's got one like arm that looks like it's like half the size of his other arm. He's got it like a hunched up and he's holding it with his regular sized arm, just kind of looking real sad about it. He's like, My tiny arm got broken.
0: Could be a perspective thing, but yeah, this dude's kinda he's a little bit of an oddball. <laughs> um, oddly drawn, but he he rises. Uh he stands up and he 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 says, My lord. And then the rest of the warriors rise as the king approaches. Mm-hmm. And he's this, this grand man that we can't really see just yet, um, but he's this this giant Spartan warrior wearing this brilliant golden armor and a golden crown on top of his head. And he's wearing like a 50-foot long red cape yeah. that's like all torn up. It's that's super like blowing badass. Out
1: wind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that inspired a lot of my edgy art as a kid. Oh, hell yeah. That sweet, torn, flowing cape. Ah, so cool!
0: I know. List w- w- drawing, uh, inspired by this while also listening to "Crawling" by <laughs> Linkin Park. Yeah, pretty sick. Uh, yeah. the The king has arrived, and it's kind of funny. Like, there's these great close-up shots of all these warriors watching the king enter. They're all making like the same dumb smile at the king. Like, they're all like, "No, oh, the king's
1: here. No, we love that guy, even Just though he wasn't great. fighting with them." Yeah, some Spartan king he is.
0: Yeah, all he wants to do is yeah talk about the battle, but when it's actually time to trade some blows. If
1: this was the Leonidas I know he'd be on the front line. Yeah, the
0: uh, the warrior that was leading Jack through the crowd removes his helmet and smiles
1: up at the king. His head is like unnaturally round, like <laughs> yeah. his helmets like got like a really like squared off shape. And, like, that's kind of what you expect from characters in this show. Like, the, the strong characters usually have, like, a really strong jawline. But this guy takes off his helmet and he's just got, like, a, a lollipop for a head.
0: <laughs> he's very, yeah, like, innocently, sweetly drawn, which I think is, like, purposely done to, like, make us feel affectionate for him when we finally realize, like, who he yeah, is yeah. in relation to this episode. Um, but, yeah, he he smiles up and, and looks up and... Uh, the, the king approaches another man, and he and r- the same man with a weird small arm, and he looks up at him and he says, my king. And the camera pans up to finally look at the king, and he's this big fucking jacked, ripped, bawd guy. Oh, yeah. It uh, pans all the way up like his gold-plated armor. He's like this super buff dude, and it gets to his face, and it's like this weird... Guy with like a diamond shaped beard and very thick eyebrows. And he looks like he's wearing like clown makeup on his face.
1: He's got like deep purple eye sockets and like a huge scar across one eye. He's an oddly designed gentleman. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But he asks this this man, he says, uh, did you hold the right flank? And the man says that they did. Uh, but they suffered many casualties and the king is not like compassionate right away. He's just like, oh, God, he kind of frowns and he's like, ah, I don't think you guys are going to survive another attack from this this army. Um, But that man like jumps up to his feet and he's like very inspired. He's like, no, king, we'll never stop fighting for you. We're going to win. And the king is like, all right, you you did good.
1: <laughs> That's what I want to hear.
0: Um. But yeah, they they they're all very inspired now that the king is here. Um, the king walks into a tent that's kind of off to the side, and he sits down on a throne and he he studies Jack for a moment. We haven't even really talked about Jack because Jack is like a non-player in this episode, it feels like yeah. for the most part. Um, but he kind of studies Jack, like looks him over, and he he asks the warrior, the same one who led Jack through the camp. He kind of like asks, like, what's with this guy? And uh he says, oh, well, this 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 warrior helped me in the battle. And uh, the king doesn't like that. He tells Jack, well, this battle was not your concern. Like, what are you even doing here? Yeah. basically.
1: And, you know, he's not wrong, though. Like you walk up on a battle and you see two sides fighting. You're really just going to pick one. You're just gonna be like, I like that one. I don't know what they're fighting for. Or maybe these peaceful Minotaur robots are trying to take their home back from these evil Spartan invaders. We don't know.
0: That's totally fair. You know, Jack has kind of seen both sides of it. Um, You know, he kind of sided sided with the critolites early on in this this television show and kind of learned that was not the right call. Um, And then, you know, he did side with the the very friendly robots in the uh, Jack and the Ultra Robots episode. You know, he fought for the side of robot kind.
1: Yeah. So he knows Um, that not all robots are evil. He's just kind of robo racist.
0: Uh, he's a little robo-racist. He's fought a lot of tough robots. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, uh, Jack says, you know, I saw that you guys were outnumbered, so I basically, you know, jumped in to help you out, but uh, I'm sorry. You're r- absolutely right. That was not my place. Uh, my my B, he says. <laughs> yeah. He turns to walk away from the king, uh, but the king stops him and uh, apologizes for being rude. And uh, he basically says to Jack, like, oh... Anyone who helps fight off this this army is a is a friend of ours. And then Jack asks the king about this war that he's witnessed. Um, the king looks very solemn, and he starts delivering this very long epic story. And again, like the music is swelling behind this entire oh, yeah. scene. It's very dramatic in a way that a big budget Hollywood movie would do sometime around the year of 2007. Yeah,
1: hypothetically speaking. I don't know if that's the thing.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, we can only theorize that such a thing would happen.
1: Long ago, a mechanical beast went mad and waged war against all in its path. It feeds off the land itself, growing larger powerful all the neighboring kingdoms have fallen we are the last and this is where we get i think the shot of like a bunch of explosions happening all at once uh and the way they animate the explosion clouds is like higher quality than we've seen before and it kind of like fills the whole screen with the smoke from them it's really cool
0: seems like a lot of a lot of
1: budget went into this
0: (laughs) episode which i think is an odd choice for like what this episode is. I don't know that it's a bad choice, but it's an odd yeah, choice. Yeah, this
1: seems to be like the flagship episode for them. And I think the next one is the finale, so it seems a little yeah. It seems like a, a little like they might be like uh blowing their load for lack of a better term <laughs> a little <laughs> early on this one. We'll have to see next uh, week obviously, like uh <laughs> could do anything, but Right. but this one feels super epic.
0: It was yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to save some of these thoughts for maybe later on, but
1: yes. <laughs> um
0: yeah, the king uh, describes that uh, the monster, this this creature, wants their land because it's very beautiful and and rich in resources. And we get these shots of like the land that they're living in, and it just looks straight up like ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Like there's horses pulling plows, like actual horses, and like like wooden ships sailing around. It's like yeah. theoretically, this also all of this scene took place in the future like this this yep. recap that he's giving took place thousands of years in the future but it does look straight up like ancient
1: Greece. Oh yeah, a uh, marble city with like giant reflecting pools throughout it, like giant like gold architecture. Yeah, it's it's very clear what they're going for here.
0: I guess we can't worry about it. You no, know, time is a flat circle in the eyes of Gendy Tartakovsky. <laughs> um but yeah, he he admits to Jack that uh you know, they would have lost this fight long ago against this this giant army um, if they weren't protected by these very tall mountains that surround their civilization. Um, and really the only way to their civilization through the mountains is this very narrow ravine, which I'm pretty sure is exactly the story of the actual Battle of Thermopylae and yep. yeah. all of that good stuff. It's been a long time since I've seen 300.
1: Uh, no, that's right. That's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> 300, they describe it as like sh- sheer cliffs on one side, crashing waves on the other, and only a small passage through the mountain. Did you ever see the sequel to 300? No. Mm-mm. That couldn't have been good. I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it, though. I liked 300, but not enough to do it again. I wonder if I would still. I don't know.
0: This has actually got me feeling like I'm going to look up if it's streaming somewhere to like see what it was
1: all about. (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll do that in a bonus episode.
0: (laughs) So many good memes with this is Sparta and then you kick the guy. Yeah,
1: that doesn't happen in this episode. Unfortunately, they also don't like form a shield wall and push a bunch of dudes off a cliff. uh, Good news, Brendan. A ripe
0: opportunity for podcast Artwork. Oh, I've uh, I've already got ideas for this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. We're doing it. We're doing the damn thing.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The king says that. Uh, yeah. the The only way is through a narrow ravine, which uh, long ago there were three hundred men that that stopped these Minotaur armies from from making it through and destroying their civilization. And we kind of get these shots of like the original fight. In this this long war that they've been waging, um, I see slow motion shots that are like very darkly lit, uh, like grayscale color, like with like very sharp red colors like over them. Yep. Um. Of, yeah, this fight between the Spartans and the Minotaurs, and it looks just one thousand percent like three
1: hundred. Oh my god, it's 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 insane. Like I'm I'm gonna keep saying it. It's, we've got the rain coming in, like heavy heavy rain coming down on these right. people. Like that's like a sharp green, and like you said, all the reds of like their their helmets and the the capes and whatever is all popping out. Everything else is really muted. Uh, and we get those those trademark three hundred meme slow mo shots.
0: like I'm willing to let someone like listening to us right now being like, Oh, it looks just like 300. I'm willing to let like someone write into us and be like, yeah, the graphic novel was the exact same as the movie. Like if that's the case, that's the case. But like, yeah, the, the slow motion, like panning camera shots and like everything. Yeah. Like they didn't do that in the graphic novels. (laughs) I I will
1: accept the framing is the same. Uh, I will not accept this. These slow-mo shots. (laughs) It's fucking
0: nuts. Um, yeah, there's this giant war that they've been waging for years. And the king says that they they eventually came to a stalemate uh, because what happens is, and this explains (laughs) the funny image that we saw before, uh, after every fight, the enemy drags away the fallen corpses of the Minotaur robots. Mm -hmm. Like they pick up all the scraps and take them off the battlefield and then they rebuild them so they can fight again like the next
1: day. Yeah. You would think at some point the Spartans, though, would get the idea to uh, maybe collect them themselves uh, and put, and put them no somewhere. No time.
0: No time for this. They've got to oil up those pecs, <laughs> which is well worth it. Um, yeah, they, they rebuild the armies every day. And then there's more shots of fighting between you know, the Spartans and the Minotaurs and the King says that he's actually the fifth King to defend this gateway to their civilization, which I think is interesting. Yeah. So it's been going on at least that long.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe not quite five entire generations, but long enough for him to be the fifth one appointed.
0: Right. And we can see like from here, it cuts to, we see that the King is now telling this story to Jack and the Spartans who are sitting around like a campfire at night. Um, the king looks very solemn, and he says, "Tomorrow will bring the same." And Jack also looks very like grim. He's like got his head down and his eyes closed. But then he kind of looks up and he thinks for a minute. He's like, "Wait a minute!" He says, "There is another way." Mm-hmm. And immediately the king questions him, and Jack says, "Well, there's a very narrow path uh, through the mountains." And he's talking about the the small path that he walked through, right? Yeah. And But all of these fucking Spartans are, like, completely shocked to think that there is another way to get through these mountains that they've been living next to
1: for thousands of years. Yeah, nobody ever thought to check. Like, maybe we could find another path through.
0: They had no idea, and they didn't think it was worth taking the time. They're like, we're stuck where we are. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Um, It's very funny that, like, Jack is the one to reveal this to them. And, yeah, they're all, like, completely stunned. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the king questions Jack about this narrow passage and and Jack says, yeah, you know, it's wide enough. Like it can fit one man at a time and we'll walk through it. And yeah, just like you said, it takes a half day to walk all the way through this passage. And the king's like, all right, well, will you show us where this is? And Jack's like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's do this thing. And the king is like stoked. He, like, jumps up and he's like, this war ends now. And all the men start, like, cheering. They're all like, yeah, let's fucking kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the fight is on. Um, The king will take 50 of his men to go defeat this creature. And the rest are going to stay behind and continue to defend that that crack in the wall. And the, the warrior who jack fought with earlier like smiles and gets up and he's ready to prepare for this trip and the king puts a hand on his shoulder and stops him and says no uh you have to stay behind and defend the city and uh the warriors pissed. he's like no i gotta fight with you and the king says to him like no if you die like that's no good because you're gonna be the king one day my son yep big reveal Big reveal. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think, again, it's like us trying to feel sympathetic for this character when we see like his little baby face earlier <laughs> on. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's got to live. Um, yeah, there's this like <laughs> like very epic shot after he delivers that line of uh, his son kneeling before the king as the king stares defiantly into the distance with his red cape waving in the wind. <laughs> and then it fades directly into commercial.
1: Yep. Oh man, so far so good.
0: I'm sweating. This is like, yeah, it's got my blood racing here. Um, octane will be higher. What is octane?
1: Uh, I think that's like a grade of fuel. I believe. Okay, someone will have to write that it and let right. us know for sure.
0: Um, I don't right think that's though. necessary. <laughs> I, uh, I, I realized that you describe things as high octane action, and I've, I realized I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, octane is a uh, colorless flammable hydrocarbon of the alkane series uh, obtained in pato- petroleum refining.
0: Why do we say that then?
1: Well, because like the more octane in a, in a fuel source, the, the better it burns. So like for race cars, you'd have a higher octane content in your fuel.
0: My favorite U two album is Octane Baby. I hate U two. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sorry. I made a bad joke, and I knew you wouldn't know what I was saying. And we're gonna just keep talking about Samurai Jack. Uh, Let's continue. Fades back in from commercial, and the Spartans are preparing for war. Like they're all suiting up in their their armor and grabbing spears and shields and swords, and and they march uh through this passage like into the mountains as the king is like leading them against the moonlight there's like very pretty shots in this this particular scene mm. of the king like all of the spartans against like this dark purple night sky with like the big shining moon on them it's actually pretty it's pretty cool
1: yeah no it's it, the episode's full of like really great framing uh and just like really well done like you could take any number of like screenshots from this screenshots from this episode and and you'd have like a cool scene to look at
0: for sure, yeah, we see all the Spartans like marching through the mountains and Jack takes them to that narrow passageway that he came to them through um, and the warriors, yeah, they all start like shuffling through the passage one at a time which is funny they've got like their spears and and shields like all outstretched so they can like barely squeeze through this passageway they shuffle through one at a time and and they reach the side of the mountain that jack had climbed at the beginning of the episode and they uh rappel down the side of the mountain um and then they they start climbing down and uh it's cool like it shows them climbing down in like the middle of, of night and then it cuts to the sun starting to rise like during the day. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to the king's son who's pre- preparing himself for the battle at the gateway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we get that awesome shot of like his son in the, the tent or whatever, like standing over his weaponry and the the, the lighting on him kind of moves from one side to the other. And we can see yeah. it like reflecting around him like really dynamically. They put a lot of work into this one. It's
0: another a big time 300 moment. Um yeah, the sun like puts his helmet <laughs> so fucking <Yeah>. stupid. <laughs> he like puts his helmet on his face and his eyes are closed and like he opens his eyes and then a bell tolls as he opens his eyes. It's like <laughs> like nauseatingly dramatic. Oh yeah. Um but it's good. Uh yeah, the, the son walks out, uh, before all of these these other remaining Spartans who are gonna defend the gateway. And he kind of stands above them and he, he raises his sword in the air and they all cheer for their leader. Um, and I'm feeling fucking ready to punch something. <laughs> There's these, uh, inner cut shots of, uh, the Spartans marching to go defend the gateway and then Jack and the Kings group of Spartans like marching to their destination. It's kind of fun. We cut like back and forth between these two scenes like a bunch of times.
1: And the, the the Kings groups like moving through all these like rocky areas. And it kind of looks like a, almost like a Ninja warrior kind of course where there's like staggered rocks and they're they're, like kind of hopping across them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Perilous terrain. Um, they're all making their way towards the destination, which like we already established that they didn't even know there was a, w- a way around. Do they even know where they're going?
1: I guess they must. Yeah. Or, or they can hear it or uh, something. Who knows?
0: There's not a lot of explanation, uh, but they're on the move. Uh, and uh, Jack and the king, uh, they reach the creature's big robotic castle. There's like a castle in the distance that's got like a bunch of oddball technology sticking off the side of it. Like something Aku would.
1: Yeah. Make. Just a super over-designed like laboratory type castle where it's just got like random pipes coming out of the walls that like don't look like they would actually do anything. Uh, like there's no purpose. Like Midgar, like uh, from Final Fantasy seven, just a bunch of random Basically. pipes and tubes sticking out everywhere.
0: Very over the top sci-fi castle that this <laughs> demon lives in. Um, and the Minotaur army is charging away from the castle. And so now the castle is totally like undefended. And the king leads a charge of these Spartan warriors and they rush towards the castle. Um, and from here, it cuts back to the other Spartans with the king's son taking their place to defend the gateway And uh, there's a rumbling in the distance as the Minotaur army that we just saw run away is like now approaching the gateway to do like their daily uh, onslaught.
1: Yep. Back to it.
0: Back to it. Uh, Ah, shit. Here we go again. (laughs) Um, It actually feels kind of cool to have action on two fronts on this show in a way that like I don't really feel like we've had at any other point. No, I don't think so. Like. Jack is kind of like the central I mean, obviously, he's the main character of the show, but like everything that has happened, like in the action of the show, like Jack has been a part of. Mm. So it is kind of fun to like have a scene with like Jack doing something, but also something equally important happening somewhere else in the
1: world. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot more at stake than just the the fight Jack is currently like actively involved with. Yeah, she says a lot for like the the framing of the episode and like the the drama of the episode really helps out.
0: There's a B story. Yeah. You don't get a lot of B stories. It's mostly just J stories. J stands for Jack.
1: Yeah, I got that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Uh, yeah, the, the Spartans, they raise their spears and they wait for the charging... Uh, army of minotaurs and and the minotaurs reach that river and then the spartans fire their rockets into them and then they kind of basically do like the exact same fighting that we've seen them do repeatedly throughout this episode oh
1: yeah just uh shooting rockets from their spears and waiting for the minotaurs to just run straight into them
0: yeah sticking them with spears and minotaurs lowering their horns and charging through them um there is one good Payoff that like had to happen where uh one of the Spartans sticks his spear into a Minotaur's body, uh raises it up in the air, and then blasts the rocket off the tip of yeah. the spear, and then the Minotaur explodes in midair. Yeah, that was cool. You knew it
1: had it to had happen. It had to happen, yeah.
0: I'm glad it did, though. I'm glad it did. It was well worth it. Um it cuts back to the the Robo Castle, and uh Jack and the King and the King's army are rushing towards the gate and And uh, some doors open on the side of the castle and there's a few Minotaur guards that charge out at them. Um, The king yells at his men uh, to defend themselves and they form a they do a defensive maneuver. Is that what they call a a phalanx? I believe that that it is. Yeah,
1: where it's like a dome of their shields with the spears all sticking out of it.
0: Okay, I didn't pay maybe enough attention in Western civilization class to sort of pick up on that. Um, what I thought was really funny is that, uh, like I've told you before, I watched these episodes a uh, second time with subtitles on. Um, it sounds like the king yells at them and says <laughs> it sounds like he yells at them and says porcupine. Uh, yeah, I think he might because that's which makes sense yeah. for the maneuver that they do. Uh, my subtitles says that he yelled at them and says fortify, which makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah, I kind of like porcupine.
0: I like porcupine a lot.
1: More. Maybe the voice actor and the people who wrote the subtitles didn't agree.
0: That's true. There was a long uh, disagreement between them and it actually ended up getting kind of like litigious. <laughs> um, I forgot about that sub story. But uh, yeah, they 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 group together and form this this defense and they run through. They just charge straight through like these these minotaurs that are coming after them. Um, then they approach the castle gate and separate. So they break this defense Um, they cut through all these remaining robots and it's basically like a lot of glory shots of Jack and the king just like brutally fucking up these minotaur robots. Oh, yeah. Which you love to see. Like we don't get that very often unless Jack's hanging out with like the Scotsman and like we get to see two capable warriors kind of showing off their stuff.
1: The show often will like cut to black when something is like cut up. Like uh, we'll see Jack take the swing, but then we'll get like a black screen with maybe like a like a, a white starburst across it to like and then something the falling apart in half yeah. after that yeah no this one we get we get the gory details on this one
0: no we we get to see uh everything that happens here um it's actually kind of funny because i feel like jack and the king have like a killing competition yeah um the king <laughs> rips one of the robots arms off and kills it with its own arm which i think is good yeah oh yeah Jack decapitates a bunch of these robots and then kicks one in the head and does a somersault and then clefts it completely in half. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say twain.
0: In twain. There we go. <laughs> uh, never the twain shall meet. Uh, the robots halves are the twain. I don't know what that phrase means. Um the king, after doing this, it's like the king is like, oh, yeah, we'll check this shit out. He literally grabs a bull by the horns
1: <laughs> and then just fucking tears its head off, just rips it straight off, like almost effortlessly, <laughs> effortlessly. just
0: <laughs> It is really funny. Yeah, they're like trying to one up each other. They're having a great time. I'm having a great time watching them. But they they, they fight these robots for a little bit and then things get quiet as they've kind of defeated the entire army. And uh, the king and Jack enter into this robo-castle. They run through a long series of tunnels with, like, again, like, very unnecessary, like, pipes and robotic instruments just kind of laying around everywhere. Yeah. They eventually reach this very large chamber with a big glowing light panel, like, hanging above the chamber. Um, And they descend into it and are walking around cautiously And uh, from behind them in that big glowing panel in the ceiling, these two big red eyes light up and then a big creature silently descends from the ceiling
1: to meet them. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool, actually, the way it just like kind of slithers out of a pipe.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very cool. Um, It like silently lowers itself down from the ceiling on like this very narrow body stock with like a big black circular head yeah with like gl- glowing red eyes and teeth on this this big robo head um and yeah it's cool it like lowers itself down on that stock and then when it reaches the ground the stock folds out into like spider legs around this circular mm-hmm. head body it's a cool robo design um but it lowers itself down and, and starts to sneak up on Jack and the King walking around this, this chamber. And, uh, they hear it just in time as it like jumps down at them to bite them. Um, but they leap out of the way. And. From here, Jack and the King, like, run around this chamber trying to avoid this monster as it, like, stomps at them with its big spider feet. It's actually very comical. It looks fucking goofy, like, clanking around yeah. with its big, stupid
1: robot legs. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a villain from a, a show called Madoka Magica. Um, we don't have to get into that, but but the design of, like, the big round head with those, like, nasty teeth and just, like, these big, like, waggly arms coming at them. Very similar. <laughs>
0: it's like at at one moment very sinister and then at the next moment very cartoonish. Oh yeah. It's very funny. Uh yeah, they uh the Jack and the King use their big Spartan shields to like block off all this this monster's tentacle attacks. Um and Jack starts hacking at it with a sword and manages to like cut some of its tentacles off. Mm-hmm. Um and the monster makes like a big pain shriek. And the uh, king takes his turn, like starts swiping at the monster, but like pretty much immediately he swipes at it and his sword just completely shatters into a thousand oh, yeah.
1: pieces. It just explodes when he hits it. Yeah.
0: Clearly not a magic sword in the same way that, uh, you know, again, the Scotsman had a capable weapon. Mm-hmm. Seems like this this king of non-ancient Greece didn't sort of get in on that yeah. action. And it's, yeah, very dramatic, slow motion shot of his sword. Just, yeah, completely obliterated. Um, And Jack doesn't even hesitate. He takes his own magical sword and hucks it straight at the king.
1: Yeah, he he literally just, like, hard throws it straight at him. (laughs) And the king's not even really paying attention until, like, it's very close to him. He turns to look at it and, like, then he catches it. But, like, we see it tumbling through the air towards, like, the distracted king. And you're just like, he's about to kill this man.
0: They knew it was going to be fine. No, they've got a mental connection. <laughs> um, Yeah, just fucking heats he the sword straight at the king and he, he snatches it right out of the air. And uh, he throws his own shield back to Jack. So now Jack's got two of these shields and the, the, the king has Jack's sword. And they stand back to back uh, ready to fight this monster. And they just, yeah, keep keep the battle going against this giant creature.
1: Yeah. Very epic. It's it's pretty cool. Like the, the king will swipe and then Jack will like step in with one of the shields raised and like Jack keeps doing these poses where he's got like one down and one up. And it's like a dance yeah. routine. They like <laughs> they practiced and they're very excited to uh to share. It's
0: very elegant, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um this is a, a kind of an odd scene. It's like very odd to see someone else actually like wielding Jack's sword. Yeah. Like we've seen other characters like pick up Jack's sword or try to steal it or something like that. But like the king is like using it in battle, mm-hmm. which is strange. It feels like I, I don't know. It almost feels yucky. It's like, yeah, it's almost like a Thor's hammer thing. Like, well, nobody else should be able to use this. I agree. but Jack I, and Jack's dad.
1: I thought at the time that uh, it would have made more sense for Jack to just throw him his shield. And then they do the same thing. But where Jack's got the sword. But I guess they got to kind of like win that. They didn't the do that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
0: fight back against the monster some more. They cut off like a bunch more of its limbs and it it, it like starts jumping wildly around the chamber and letting out more of like these these gigantic screams. Um, and uh, they, they keep fighting and the uh, the monster swipes one tentacle at Jack and knocks him away, like off to the side in the chamber and like perches itself ready to lunge after Jack. And then the King sees this and takes Jack's sword and hurls it like a javelin straight towards this lunging beast. Yep. Which naturally it cuts to slow motion and like this very dramatic shot of the sword landing square between the eyes of this creature lunging towards them. Um, which is kind of funny because, like, the beast has, like, this me- these, like, mean, evil eyes looking down ready to attack them. And then as soon as the sword, like, enters its forehead, it looks, like, very sad and afraid. Yep.
1: Oh, it's really cool.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, he, he hurls it straight into its face and it, it passes out the backside of this this mechanical beast. um, And it crashes to the ground Uh, and it starts to, like, spark up. Um, and Jack, it starts to spark up. Like it's ready to freaking you know, it's going to get lit. Hey, it's been a long day. He's got to (laughs) unwind a little bit. Hold
1: on guys. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Holy shit. It's been a day. (laughs) We cut to them all having a smoke break before they get back to it.
0: (laughs) They hot box this big chamber. It takes a lot of smoke. Um, (laughs) it starts to, yeah, it's like, crackling with electricity and and jack realizes this and he leaps in front of the king to like basically block the bullet like a cia mm-hmm. agent like jumps in front of him and 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 blocks this gigantic blue explosion that comes towards the two of them and the king is like knocked wildly aside like blows way off into the distance and uh but he's all right and gets up and looks around but there is there's no sign of jack yeah and he looks really upset about this.
1: He goes, damn it. That's the end of the show. That's how Jack dies.
0: That's how Jack dies. It cuts to credits. And then there's no more <laughs> episode. I had to. As long as he's making a the joke, I'm, then I don't have to. Yeah, he, he's like really bummed. Like, oh, man, he gave himself up to save me. Um, and then the whole creature like just starts to blow. There's like a humongous blue explosion and It cuts back to outside of the Robo Castle, and and uh, those Minotaurs, like the remaining ones that were there, are starting to like evaporate into thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we see the whole castle starts to like burst. There's like mini explosions, and then the whole thing just goes up in one gigantic blast.
1: Yeah.
0: Um And from here, that the king starts narrating the scene again, like he did at the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um yeah he's narrating like the immediate aftermath of this explosion and he says the war was over but the warrior was gone. Yeah and the king says all all that was left of Jack was his his shield and we see like the one of those shields that Jack was holding is all like crumpled up on the ground oh, yeah, in front of him completely mangled. Yeah it's a miracle it was able to stop anything like it looks yeah just completely torn apart and the king picks it up and Holds it in his hands and again, yeah, he's got like that very sad look on his face, knowing that Jack sacrificed himself to mm-hmm. to save the king. And it cuts to the king, who is now a very old man, laying in his deathbed, um, surrounded by like all the people of his kingdom. Like everyone is in his his bedchambers. They all look very sad because the king is like old and gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um his son is sitting next to him. Um, he looks a little bit older now, and he's wearing the king's crown, which is interesting. And and we can see, yeah, that that same shield that the king had picked up. He he's now hanging it on the wall in his bedchambers as a remembrance of this this warrior who who saved the him saved the king and ended this this mm-hmm. decades this centuries long war. Yep. They should have just fucking tried to get Jack's sword. Like, why bother getting the shield? Yeah. Like, that would <laughs> well, have been a He said that all a, that was
1: left was the shield. But also, Jack had oh, two shields. True. So, where's that other one?
0: Yeah, there's a missed sort of memorabilia opportunity for them. They could have sold that to like a <laughs> TGI Fridays or something. <laughs> On
1: Aku's eBay.
0: Somebody would buy that right up. Prices for antiques like that are through the roof right now. <laughs> have you seen how much they're selling Super Mario Brothers for these days? Oh, yeah. Too much,
1: <laughs> yeah, too
0: much, too, way too much. Um, but yeah, the, the king is he's delivering the speech to all these people on his deathbed and, and remembering the fight, the fight that happened with all these these brave warriors and that that one warrior who came to who ended the war. This stranger who became a brother aided us in our time of need and made a difference. His sacrifice. And that of the others defeated our enemy, saved our lands, and ensured our freedom. They will be honored and remembered forever. The 300 plus one. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is a cute little nickname. Like, ooh, who's the plus one? (laughs) But he says that he believes that that warrior actually survived the fight and is out there somewhere. Whoa.
1: Yeah, which seems crazy to me. We can't have any of your wild conspiracies, old man.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, please. We all saw him blow up in blue explosions, or did we? Ooh. Um. Yeah, he says that a warrior that great could not be stopped so easily, and from here it fades back to the battlefield on that day with, like, a cloud of smoke that's sort of uh, passing over like this this wasteland and in that cloud of smoke we can see jack's silhouette standing holding his sword and then that is the end of the episode oh
1: man what a cool episode
0: what a cool episode so this is the thing let's get let's get straight into it yeah um watch out this right, is like the kind of episode <laughs> thank you <laughs> This is the kind of episode that I feel like I've been like primed to not like. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. There's like a lot of wild shit that happens and it's extremely over the top. Yeah. Um, Like so over the top that like we've talked about how much it it is exactly like the movie 300, which like I look back on my memory kind of like negatively like that movie was stupid, Um, which it may or may not be. Uh, But, like, I felt like, yeah, this is exactly the episode where, like, it's set up to not be something that I would enjoy. Mm. And then, like, I feel like in a way that Jack and the Lava Monster tried to deliver this very epic tale of, like, brave warriors dying in battle and, like, the epic fight to the death and everything, in a way that I feel like that episode didn't succeed, I actually feel like this one does. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think they did a lot of cool things. I think they did a lot of stuff right with this one. Uh, I think having it uh, being like uh, recapped <laughs> by <laughs> by the king um, is is a cool way to do it. Because then you can kind of have that mystery, even though it's not a mystery. We know that Jack didn't die. But you can still like keep that in it. You can still be like, and then we'd never saw him again. Uh, right. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Way to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's really fun. Um, they they have a lot of fun with it. And like like we talked about, like the production quality on this episode is like absurdly high. Oh, yeah. In a way that like no other episodes have been, which it just yeah it feels very weird for an episode that is like the second to last episode in the second season. That is like a one-off story that doesn't really tie into Jack's like overall quest here for them to really like pull out all the stops for this episode was weird, but like did raise like the overall quality and like made it kind of like actually oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. visually appealing experience. Yeah. Uh, and nobody can ever convince me from this point forward that, this didn't inspire the way the movie 300 was shot
0: i just don't understand i just don't understand
1: yeah it's it's unreal how how much like that movie this episode was um <laughs> cuz
0: the story of the the 300 spartans at the battle of thermopylae and all that is not like i mean you know like we said the the 300 graphic novel came out four years before that but like i don't think that really set the world on fire i mean i was a small child when that came out so i don't really know how big of a deal it was
1: Mm.
0: um but like even that i know is not looked back on as fondly as like watchmen is which i believe is also frank
1: miller yep Um, and the and Zack snyder for the (laughs) the film
0: right right um but like so so this story of like this actual historical event that happened, I'm sure there was a bunch of representations in like shitty B movies and stuff like that. But mm. like this was not something that was part of the cultural zeitgeist in any significant no. way no, not at all. until <laughs> the movie 300 came out fucking five years after the Samurai Jack yeah. episode came I, out. It I, just doesn't. It doesn't seem possible. It blows me away. I cannot I I can't I I don't have any other way to describe it than like I don't understand. Yeah. How that could have possibly been the case, but it is.
1: So like maybe let's just explore it a little bit. Maybe the sure. comics take multiple panels to show single sword swipes. Maybe that's where the slow motion idea for 300 sure that's the movie entirely possible. came from. Uh but like to 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 see that and then represent it in the same exact way by entirely different people five years earlier.
0: The same color palettes, I feel like a lot yeah, of the time. Um, and like, yeah, even like a lot of the same, yeah, like the same musical yeah. accompaniment, like the epic score swelling behind it. And like, yeah, even the m- moments I mentioned of him like opening his eyes and then a bell tolls, like that's the kind of thing that happened in that like stupid ass movie. <laughs> like, I <laughs> just, I don't know, Brendan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been more shocked to than have looked up, yeah, the release date of these two separate properties. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh, yeah, I watched it with a friend of mine, and the second it did the slow motion thing, I was like, "When did this come out? When did three hundred come out? We need to figure this out right now."
0: Oh man, it boggles the mind. I would consider myself flabbergasted. Yeah. Yeah, um,
1: that's kind of all I have to <laughs> say about that, because I feel like I've only said the same, same. thing like for same. probably a good 15 minutes of this episode.
0: Uh, I, It's really the number one takeaway from this episode, I think. But uh, as both of us said, I think, yeah, overall, like a surprisingly like actually very solid episode yeah,
1: for as tiring as these like action heavy episodes can sometimes be. I think this one did it really well.
0: Maybe I should watch the movie 300. Maybe it's
1: still okay. <laughs> I uh I, doubt I it. think it's fine. I've never had a problem with it. But I like bad movies. What was the name of the the parody of this was it an epic movie? Meet the Spartans. No,
0: meet the Spart. Yeah, yeah, Meet the Spartans. Yeah. And then there was Vampires
1: Suck. Yep. That was like when after like the scary movies started to really go in all the directions like after date movie.
0: Um that was a dark chapter in mm-hmm. our film history that <laughs> although i hear I, superhero
1: I, movies actually pretty good for what it is i worth. didn't know that was a thing yeah it's got um drake bell from drake and josh oh uh, and he's the <laughs> no, main character that's already bad well it sounds bad yeah but uh i i heard it was actually like a really good parody of like superhero movies before superhero movies were really as big as they are now but it still hits on a lot that's of the tropes. Cra- yeah,
0: that's kind of that's kind of wild. Yeah,
1: um, maybe we'll have to check that out at some point too in our bad movies podcast, where we <laughs> review all the scary movies, all the epic movies, all the date movies, uh, all the disaster movies, all the the movie movies.
0: Is there a movie called like Movie Forty Two or like Movie Thirty? Yeah, I think it or- was
1: Movie Forty Something. Yeah, I think so.
0: I don't. I don't even know if that's along the same lines, but I think it is. I
1: think it is. I think it's the same. I think it's like exactly the same. I think it's just like okay. <laughs> a different set.
0: Uh, those movies are not good, but this episode was good. Yes. Agreed. Which I feel good about in uh, sort of thinking like how I talked about last week where like I'm not really sure where I fall on like a lot of the episodes so far in season two. So it's nice to like have at least one episode where like I feel at least one recent episode where I feel like, yeah, this I, I firmly have a stance on how I feel about this episode, and it's nice to have it be a good stance. Yeah. But uh, along those lines, um, you know, like we talked about, this was the second to last episode of the season. So next week is the very final episode of season two of Samurai Jack, which seems Insane that we've already reached that point, but uh, it, it it has approached us and what we're going to do uh, as we sort of did last season is we're going to take an episode, you know, maybe think about the format a little bit, but we're going mm. to uh, take one episode to sort of recap our entire thoughts of the season. And then, yeah, once again, get into some sort of ranking of all of the episodes, which is such a fun exercise to do. Perhaps this time it will be a little more spicy. I think it might it might be a little <laughs> you more think spicy so?
1: I actually feel like it might be less spicy <laughs> the mildest of content
0: it's like I just said I'm not I I still don't even think I know how I feel about half of the episodes that we've watched so like I gotta really kind of work that all out before uh, yeah.
1: we, we get to that last point. time I kind of just went on with my gut on most of them <laughs> and I will probably Use do your that brain
0: again this time this is an educational <laughs> exercise that we're doing here um but yeah, that that is coming up. So uh if you wanted to reach out to us with your thoughts on Samurai Jack season two uh as a whole or any of the individual episodes, gutta recap at gmail.com is our address. Um definitely take the time to reach out to us there with with those opinions on on these this this batch of thirteen episodes, and we would be happy to Read those on the show and sort of see how our thoughts line up with all of yours. That would be super cool. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, at the same time, uh, definitely make sure to follow us at Gotta Recap on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we will see everybody there. And uh, also, uh, if you could, please take some time to head to Apple Podcasts and drop us a five-star review. Uh, That goes a very long way to helping this show get into more listeners, podcast feeds. And uh, that would be a great thing for everyone. Mm -hmm. Mostly us, but also you. Mostly us, but also you and also, you know, everyone out there who's yet to sort of get on board this this crazy train.
1: Yeah. And if you and if you just started listening to us recently and you missed season one, maybe you can uh, let us know. Give us a quick uh, idea of where you stand on that one, too, if you want. For
0: sure. Yeah, we will take all all thoughts that you have. Um, Definitely send them our way and then that would be uh, awesome. Um, Brendan. This was uh, (laughs) just how the fuck did that (laughs) stupid ass movie come out five years after (laughs) this?
1: I'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of this this television (laughs) series. Yeah. Hey, remember that time uh, Samurai Jack predicted the 300 movie?
0: Uh, It's like, yeah, it's like the Simpsons kind of predicting like every popular
1: thing that happens, except not fake, not
0: fake. And it only happened one time and it was based on like an actual historical event that happened. And and there is a graphic (laughs) novel that we have now (laughs) talked about many times that like there's probably some very clear lines that both of those things drew from that. But you know what? I'm still I'm sticking
1: with it. This is ridiculous in a good way.
0: It's ridiculously good. Um, I am hoping that next week's episode, episode twenty six, will also be ridiculously good. Uh, I, there's a, a non-zero chance of that, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna see that as it comes. Uh, until then, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.